This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. This is the American Toffee Podcast, your source for stateside views on Everton Football Club. Hosted by Alex Johnson and James Boyman. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the American Toffee Podcast. I am joined, as always, by James. hey And, luckily enough, Ryan Williams, once again. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. Gentlemen, pleasure. Finally, we win. Happy man. All of us. Loving it. Happy to be here. Absolutely. So, as everybody knows, Big Dunk took charge of the Everton first team in the last couple of days ahead of the Chelsea match at Goodison Park today. And... It ended up being an absolute thriller. It was fantastic to see Big Dunk coming in with big smiles ahead of the match early on this morning, I guess if you're in the United States. And nonetheless, it turned out to be a fantastic result for the Blues. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I swear to God, we've had five tackles since we just did the intro just now. I mean, what, 37 tackles, guys? Is that true? Something like that, yeah. It was unbelievable, an unbelievable response that was Big Dunk was able to get from the team um, fight, passion, all of those things, the buzzwords floating around the Twitter sphere this morning. It was a, a polar opposite of what we saw midweek versus Liverpool. And credit to Big Dunk for kind of going back to basics and instilling the desire and fight into the team. And that was a good Chelsea side. They didn't play very well today. They gifted, could you can argue they gifted us a couple goals with their defensive mistakes. But I, I would counterpoint that by saying that our forwards were pestering them all game and making things very difficult, particularly dominant Calvert-Lewin. And, you know, to go one up so early, we know, I, I texted Alex and I said, we scored too early because that's been our calling card all season <laughs> yep. where we go up and we just aren't able to see games out. And that was the big thing for me because at 2-1, the game looked like Chelsea were going to kind of come back. And for us to show the determination to see the game out, get that third goal and put the game to rest was a really, really positive thing. And, I, and I'm over the moon right now. I'm really, really happy. I think the end of the first half, it was looking a little dicey. You could tell they started to get a little more comfortable. Um, I, I can't, I mean, can we say we played amazing? I mean, no, but look, here are your midfield options. Gilfie Sigurdsson, Morgan Schneiderlin, and Tom Davies. I mean, we've seen that Siggy and Davies cannot play together if they're sitting back. So kudos to Duncan. I mean, he got him to sit back a little bit. Siggy didn't get too far off the pitch stupidly today. And you saw the effort. I mean, the effort makes all the difference in the world. You get luck when you work really hard. I mean, they had the, they had 70% possession. Not good. But hey, we had 13 shots. The tackles are unbelievable. Like, I'm just looking at the numbers. They are mind-boggling. I mean, Sidibe had seven. Dean had seven. You know, the other thing tactically, too, I felt Chelsea played into our hands a little bit. They seemed obsessed with playing in the half space and really focusing on not necessarily attacking wide, but kind of attacking, you know, in the half space, maybe trying to exploit our channel, whatnot. But I don't get that. I mean, play down the freaking middle. What are you doing? You know what I mean? Like Gilfie and Morgan Schneiderlin are not going to stymie you down the pipe too much. Um, that being said, there were some good individual performances. I, I thought Michael Keane was excellent today. Um, I mean, they're making you nervous today. The back line has. Um, but I mean, look, you know, the effort all around was outstanding. And man, God, was Goodison seemed like it was rocking. I mean, I told you guys I was supposed to be at this game today. You know, I'll be over next instead. This would have been an amazing one to go to. 
You know what I mean? I mean, Duncan, have you seen a manager on the sidelines getting a crowd fired up like that in a long – I mean, I felt like it was an American college football game or something. You know what I mean? On like a big fourth down or something, and you're waving to the crowd. It was awesome. It was totally awesome. And the crowd definitely went crazy, um, and we needed it. My goodness, did we need this win. We did. It was it was a really special day, to be honest. I like to think that Evertonians are pretty simple in that we just want to see effort, especially effort that they you know put forth today at Goodison Park. Now, something that comes to mind is how are they able to conjure up that much energy in a m- largely unchanged lineup after playing three days previously against their biggest rival? Maybe that's a, that's a gripe that we don't need to discuss. However, just a thought. Nonetheless, I, I really did love the like the the energy and the passion that Big Dunk brought. You know, you saw him beaming walking in to Goodison Park. You saw him shouting at every second, every single player on the pitch throughout the entire match. You saw him celebrating with ball boys. You saw him celebrating with the crowd. You know, it was just I, I felt like they were able to really feed off his energy. And once that first goal went in from Richarlison, it really felt like the crowd were able to get behind. The team, just as Duncan Ferguson in his press conference a couple of days ago was asking for. We fought, man. We fought. It was so nice to see, you know, that Liverpool game, you saw a couple of snide examples of plays where, you know, they'd maybe take a little liberty, falling on us, you know, throwing a little elbow, kicking someone. And I'll tell you what, today we were the aggressor. I mean, Dominic Calvert-Lewin absolutely terrorized Christensen the whole game, who I think is a little soft anyway. I mean, he literally planted him at the end. The end, we're up by two. He doesn't need to make that play. He absolutely put him into the into the advertisement. It was great, honestly. And that's what you need. I mean, you're shorthanded. You don't have the players right now. You know, you don't have them. But we fought our tails off, and that's what made all the difference in the world. So kudos to the boys. Kudos to Dunk for getting out of them, man. It was, I mean, it was hard not to be fired up today. You know what I mean? I'm still fired up. I, I am as well, Ryan, 100%. And I think your point regarding you know the the lack of options really is profound just because of the the vitriol that was directed or people weren't everyone was kind of willing to give Duncan Ferguson this game of course club legend and all of those things but just like the the frustration with the lineup I didn't quite understand because there's just it's a ghost town play? in the midfield at the yeah, moment who are you gonna play right right you have like right like you said you have two mm-hmm. choices you can play you kind of you're you're forced to play Schneiderlin. Just out of are. the the sheer need, yeah. And then it's like Sigurdsson instead of Davis, or Davis instead of Sigurdsson. I think people would have liked to see Richarlison and Moise Keane up top, but then of course Calvert Lewin comes in and scores a brace, so it's like that criticism goes out the window. And yeah, I mean Richarlison got on the board early with another header. He's shown he has the knack for being in the right place at the right time, and that early goal was great. And I thought you know Alex Wobie played fairly well at times. He wasn't great, frankly. I thought Theo Walcott was largely poor. Um, unfortunately for him and did go off injured towards the end, but he did have some nice runs and he did threaten Chelsea with his pace. So, uh, it was very direct. And if that, if that tends to be the, uh, if that continues under Duncan Ferguson, I think people will start to get a little frustrated. No one's going to complain about the win or the result today, but you can't go on having 30% possession game after game, um, with the, with the style that we expect. But again, goes back to basics where you just run your socks off. And Gilfie Sigurdsson did that today. It didn't quite come off for him. Also not his best game, but the work rate was there and that gives you a baseline to build on going forward. And I think that's very encouraging. Uh, Like, I don't know if it's been said yet, but now sitting in 14th, only four places, four points off of sixth place. Uh, Again, we're, we could equally, equally as likely to turn things around and head straight back towards the bottom. But it's, it's the win that Marco Silva, I don't think would have been able to get. And it was so, so needed 
for the fan base to turn the general sentiment around the team uh, upwards coming into the festive period. Yeah, the thing is, I, I love Moise Keen more than anyone. I mean, you guys know that I'm always saying, play Keen, play Keen. I'm on social media all the time, play Keen. He's not some 19 year old kid. He can play. And while I agree with that, um, today was not necessarily the day to do that. I mean, you can't argue that Dominic Calvert Lewin is outstanding when we don't have the ball, uh, at least defensively. He's He harasses people, he makes it very difficult. And when we don't have possession and don't have the ability to kind of build, um, he's a great outlet aerially. You know, I thought at one point maybe they should have made the move for him at the end because Dom seemed like he was exhausted. But mm. but to be perfectly honest, who are you going to do? You've got Luca Dean that looked like he was hurt. Colgate looked like he was hurt as well, and we couldn't sub him out. Um, Walcott went down. So I, I don't see – I don't think you can be too critical with the substitution pattern today. Um, I think Duncan had to do what he had to do. And I'll tell you what, Richarlison, what a player. He works his tail off constantly. Um, he has gotten better and I think his effort was there and he can't play like this three games. Um, you know, it'll be very interesting to see what they go with forward going forward, but they just need to get to January because there's no question in my mind, my boy Marcel Brands is going to come out and get us another central midfielder because we just need it. You got to figure Delph will be healthy by then. He's not the greatest, but he's a backup. You know, he's a fill in. Eventually JPG will be in there. I mean, we need help in midfield. This team, I will say this, this team, not that Morgan Island is great, but if Delph's healthy and we have him at number eight, we're fine. We're really fine. Um, but I don't know where that's going to come from. And I mean, literally, he needs to have someone signed, ready to walk into the team on January 1st, and we'll see how it goes. But in the meantime, we should be happy and celebratory today because the boys play tough as nails. And man, that had to be a great experience. I mean, and now it's just a matter of who the next head coach is. I thought it was very interesting. I don't know how you guys feel is. You know, a lot of times you'll see an interim coach come in and everyone thinks, oh, you know, we can keep him and blah, blah, blah. And while Dunk got everyone fired up, that was great. This was the right circumstance for him. He was very open before the, the, the match and, and you know, in kind of the preview interview yesterday, I think it was, where he said, look, I'm just a coach. You know, he, he knows he's probably not. He's got the badges, but he's probably not ready to take over this team. And I don't think anyone would seriously think it. That, that made a big difference. I think. You know what I mean? There's no, there's no uncertainty there. Everyone knows someone's going to come in. But more in the interim, that was fun today. It was a ton of fun. I actually, I felt very uneasy about the lineup selection. I don't know why. Maybe I'm just naive. I actually felt kind of uneasy about the 4-4-2. I was pretty surprised, yeah. to be honest. Obviously, it worked really well. I really liked it. Fans have been calling for it, you know, the two-striker system quite often. In my opinion, a two-striker system is never going to work if Dominic Calvert-Lewin is not one of them out of the crop of strikers that we have. So I thought it was a good team lineup. Maybe I could have said that I would have preferred Bernard over Iwobi, but otherwise, you know, he selected essentially the team that he could have selected. Umar Nias, nobody has mentioned the prince. <laughs> I'm always the, the one bringing him up for, for the you first guys time. Too. I'm always the one. I can't believe I missed my chance <laughs> to continue. Jank and Omar on the bench. I mean, you had to feel the power. They were trembling. You could tell Chelsea was terrified. <laughs> Maybe they oh, should have started God. up top. Oh, my God. I mean, from an entertainment standpoint, <laughs> it'd be fun. Oh, my God. I mean, nonetheless, right? And another fun fact for you, as I'm kind of veering off for a second, Umar Nias has now outlasted four Everton managers. So I'm not sure if he's really uh, bad or if maybe he's just, you know, an underdog in this situation. But nonetheless, I thought it was a really good performance. I, I really want to spend a little bit more time talking about Dominic Calvert-Lewin because I've been a big proponent of, of his. He now has five goals in the league, which is only right behind Richarlison with six. So those are our two essentially highest scorers. 
nobody else is even close to those numbers, which is very unfortunate. But we all know how our our issues have been in front of goal. But Dominic Calvert-Lewin's, his two goals today, tell me I'm wrong when I say that those are the two shots that he misses nine times out of 10 any of the other games this season or even last season. I wonder, I mean, this, I mean, the second one is kind of effort. So, you know, you got to kind of wonder like what's going on there. Has he not been putting forth the effort? Uh, to me, the number that always out for him is the aerials that he wins. Now, he doesn't always win them cleanly, but he's getting better at winning them cleanly. He won 11 balls in the air today. 11. Keen won nine, by the way, but 11 is a center forward and a guy that can run. I mean, it's not like, you know, it's it just he gives us an outlet when we were shorthanded today. You know, we didn't have the stamina or the subs to, frankly, play out of the back and possess. It. So to me, he was really important in that regard. I, I strongly I disagree. Strongly, I disagree with you that like a keen Richie, I think, can work. But it, that's a very different tactical approach. And it's not going to work when your midfield is. Morgan Schneiderlin and Gilfie Sigurdsson, for heaven's sakes, you know. I will give credit to Duncan, though. I mean, he, he got Gilfie to step back a little bit and kind of play a little bit more in the hole. Uh, I mean, Dom was awesome. I mean, I, I just, he's never going to be, well, I don't know. I mean, look, I believe, and this is maybe a very, very much American-ish type viewpoint, bigger players tend to mature a little later. I don't have tremendous science around that, um, but uh, certainly, like, center backs mature later because it's about reading the game in anticipation. It's not about pure athleticism and whatnot. Um, I think there's something to be said for kind of a guy that you know, you're a little bit taller, kind of growing into yourself a little bit. I mean, sometimes it can just take longer and he is improving and he's useful either way. Either way, he's useful um, up on the game. Look, if we're down, OK, I understand maybe taking him off because he still doesn't look like a very natural goal scorer. But how about the awareness he had to backheel to Davies? Like he knew, like that's a sense of I don't know if he makes that play last year. Like he has better sense of awareness himself. He's starting to come back for the ball better. His first touch is still not amazing. He's not the best passer. Um, but boy, man, he had a lot of fight today. And he almost enjoyed hitting Christensen every time he got the ball. And I'll tell you what, Evertonians, you can tell Goodison love that today. Um, I don't know. Do we see him as being like, can he be a top flight center forward in the future? Do we think? He certainly provides. I think he's going to be in competition for for the striker position at Everton for a while, and I think that can only bode well for the development of our other players, namely Keane, to have a player like that to compete with. Of course, prof, in, in profile, they're completely different in what they bring to the game, but like you said, Ryan, in these games, and it's been a tradition for Calvert-Lewin to be sort of the valve that sort of releases a lot of the pressure that we're under in games against, for example, Manchester City. We've talked about it before. I think every time we play Manchester City, Dominic Calvert-Lewin has an unbelievable game because, yeah, when when we're just hoofing long balls up, he, generally not a very effective strategy, but it, with him, it seems to work more often than not. And 11 aerials is astonishing, but in the same vein, like it wouldn't surprise me if, I mean, he, it seems like he's in near 10 almost every single time he plays when he's getting that type of service from Pickford. Uh, it was very safe at times from us today as far as just just getting it out and defending you know with a compact block and keeping Chelsea from really creating much I thought that at times Mason Mount and Christian Pulisic looked very dangerous William as well though he bizarrely just wasn't able to make anything happen for them despite getting in some really really good positions and some nice uh uh dribbling moves and all that stuff that he brings to the game but again going back to I think Alex will be Playing in, I mean, left mid, probably not the most comfortable position for him, but the work rate for both him and Walcott defensively uh, was tremendous today. Awobi, for large parts of the first half, was having to mark the man on the ball as they were coming down the flank, and he did a tremendous job of that. 
Richarlison work rate, just incredible. And the badge kiss after his goal was a beautiful sight to see as well. I thought Pickford, you know, was there when he needed to be, was solid, which is nice and reassuring given I mean, nothing he can do about the Kovacic goal. That was a really well-struck ball. And I think Abraham was probably in his line of sight, which prevented him from from getting into that position. But yeah. it, that was a good strike. I mean, not really hard to fault the keeper for that. But other than that, his distribution was really, really nice. Found some space down the channels to release, again, that pressure that Chelsea were were putting on us. And all in all, I'm just really relieved. A player we haven't talked about yet is Jabril Sidibe, who, after getting hauled off in the first half against Liverpool, really showed a different side of himself today. And it's the side that we've gotten glimpses of so far, but th- probably haven't quite seen the best of him. And that was close to it today, I think. His numbers today are insane, by the way. Seven tackles, four interceptions, three clearances, and incredible assists, obviously. We know he can serve the ball. There's no surprise about that, too. Um, I mean, though, that is like insane, by the way, seven and four. Are you kidding me? The, that's more tackles and interceptions than Andre Gomes makes in an entire season. Uh, that is ridiculous. <laughs> like that. Sorry. That wasn't nice, but, but it's true. Come on, uh, man. He's hurt. <laughs> I can't believe Have mercy. That. I know I'm such a jerk, but uh, he had, he had six long balls today and completed four. Uh, he was a really a big difference maker for us. Uh, three key passes. I mean, Wow. I mean, talk about output. I mean, that, that's about as good a game as anyone can play. Uh, I thought it was interesting, too. We, we didn't really we gave up the ball a bit um, because naturally, you know, we were kind of playing long ball and stuff like that. But um, if you look at really what Chelsea did is, I mean, they were they were all over the place. I mean, normally they have some guys that are really effective in the dribble and they're dangerous as a result. Right. I mean, we've seen Christian Pulisic dribble like a maniac. Right. Do You realize he was dispossessed eight times today. Uh, he got bullied a bit today, and maybe the officiating was helping us a little bit. God knows an American ain't going to get a freaking call in the Premier League. But, I mean, he was getting bullied a bit. I mean, they lost the ball a lot. I mean, how many other dispossessions? Kovacic had four. William, three in 70 minutes. Conte, four. That is unheard of. I mean, so they tried their dribbling and whatnot. They, you saw them. They just kept cutting up down through the channels and everything, and they kept losing. They just kept running into our guys, and that's what happens when you play with some discipline. And play with some aggressiveness and some toughness. And it was good to see. I mean, I think a lot of the biggest issues we've had is the people bypassing our midfield. But to get Sigurdsson to step back in the hole, show he could do it a little bit. I mean, no, he wasn't amazing or anything, but he had to. Uh, was nice. And it was very interesting. How about we bring Tom Davies out to play as a second striker? Interesting. Um, not that – Keane's not the right choice there, I think, when you're when you're kind of chasing the game and whatnot. But it did give us a little bit of a different look and some aggressiveness. But – I mean, Chelsea may have helped us, but you got to give us credit for just playing the defense and putting the putting the studs in there, man. And that was nice to see. You're right. Wh- wh- which one of you guys said earlier, Evertonians, I mean, they appreciate it. You could hear it. Every single time someone made an effort, Wobie in the first half a couple of times chasing 15 people down, the crowd went crazy. It doesn't take that much. You know, work hard. And it's amazing how the luck finds you. And I mean, today, that was absolutely what happened. And man, I feel a lot better. My day's going to be a lot better. I don't know about you guys. Absolutely going to be fantastic. <laughs> Awobi also, the one thing I wanted to highlight about Awobi was the fact that I want to say in, in about the 94th minute, he ran all the way up the pitch and pressured Keppa with the ball. And, and, and he was, but he was full on sprint. And that was just fantastic to see. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm an Alex Awobi fan. Obviously, you know, he's been kind of pushed around in different positions throughout the season. Unfortunately, injuries and, and poor performances by others. But that was great to see. I think that really I, that moment really encapsulated the overall team performance in terms of effort. Another person I kind of wanted to highlight, I haven't seen the stats on him um, like 
uh, quite a few of the other players, but I really felt that Mason Holgate passed the eye test playing at left center back. You know, he's been switched across different positions in the back line throughout the season. I think that makes it three between right back, right center back and, and uh, left center back. His distribution was not great. You know, he tried to hit a none couple of long were. balls. I mean, none were. of the guys in the back were, you know, right. that's not, it wasn't really right. what we're going with today and that's okay. But, but right. But either way, Generally speaking, I really thought that Mason Holgate held his own. I thought that he performed well when when we absolutely needed him to. We did not have a choice. And, and so that was really nice to see. And and some could argue, I think, that Morgan Schneiderlin had a, had a quietly positive match as well. I'll tell you what. So here's the interesting stat. This is the best one I've seen so far stat-wise. <clears throat> Touches. Sidibe was 71, 21 more than anyone else on the team. So <laughs> that was obviously tactical. Um, and you saw Dom swing over to his side a lot to win stuff. Second in touches, Dominic Calvert-Lewin with 50. That oh, is... Wow. I mean, when was the last time we had a forward? And I'm not saying this is a good tactical result necessarily. It was the one that was needed. And it probably had something to do with the fact that we were in the lead, you know, a lot of the game. But that is crazy number. That is crazy number. Gilfie Sigerson had 40. That's probably the most he's had in a long time. Um Wow, that is amazing. 50 touches, number two, and 71 for Sidibe. Um, what a crazy game. You know, totally different, uh, but oh, we'll take it. We'll take it. Yeah, no complaints over here, and that that is astonishing, and it's good to see finally, you know, a game where our midfield was largely bypassed when we were in possession due to the nature of our, our tactical setup for the match. I did think, you know, both fullbacks played pretty well. Dean, I think defensively more so than offensively, he was pretty strong. Um, this is a bit of a uh, downer coming towards the end, but we did have, of course, Richarlison come off when he seemed to, he picked up a lot of knocks, which he always does, but I don't know if that was preemptive. He didn't seem to be happy to come off. Uh, so whether that's a that's an injury worry, I'm not sure. But we also did have Theo Walcott come off, unable to continue. And then it looked like Mason Holgate also wasn't going to be able to continue until he uh, until Dean then actually was hurt. And we had to bring on Leighton Baines for the first time in a long time. We got a Bainesy sighting. So that was nice. And he did a job for the remainder of or the minimal time that he got. Uh, hopefully neither of those three are long-term injury concerns because that's going to be a bleak picture for us. But I, again, I don't want to dwell too much on the negatives because that's still very much unknown, but it, a great result. It reminded, I think, everyone why we love this team and why we watch week in, week out, because just when I think I'm out, they suck me right back in and I'm fully <laughs> back on board with this Everton side. And it, it makes me excited for the future because if we can just come out and play with that intensity week after week, and then on top of that, if we are able to hire a manager with some vision, uh, I think that's that's bodes well for us going forward and, and building for the rest of the year and future years as well. Darn right. And I'm going to be at the next one, gentlemen. So um, we can get some correspondence from from overseas, see what it's like. And yes. uh, hey, we got a week to heal up a little bit, too. And we're going to need it because we've got, what, five more matches before the end of December? Whew. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we need to get healthy uh, for sure. Certainly in the midfield. I mean, some of the injuries on the wide parts and up front, you know, we've got some some depth there. But, um, you know, in the meantime, guys, the next week, you know, all we have to think about is the fact is we're not in the bottom anymore. We showed up. We showed some heart, showed some guts. And it'll be interesting if we get a manager in between then and now. Um, a lot still can change, but I feel a lot better about things. And, uh, you know, it's an opportunity, too. You know, people are going to have their chances to come in and contribute under a different person. So um, I'm looking forward to it, man. I Hopefully this will be the jump start 
uh, we needed a little bit of luck. We got it today as a byproduct of hard work. And uh, I mean, let's see how let's see how it goes. I mean, these are tough teams we got, but we can win these suckers. The two hardest ones, I think, are over. Probably so. And and obviously, we'll do a match preview before the match next weekend, in which they'll be attending against Manchester United. But they're only four points above us, sitting in sixth place. So that is not only a really important match for us in general to continue climbing the table, but it's also possibly, if we're being very optimistic, you know, that could be taking points from a direct rival towards the, you know, middle of the top half table. So I guess the top quarter table, is that a thing? It could the be The middle now. of the top half table. I like that Watch this. Watch this space, middle of the top half. I have, Nonetheless, I have no idea what you just you said. Know, <laughs> you know what? That's how I what like I it. That's not know. the first time I've been said. That is not the first time I've been told that, and I know it won't be the last. Nonetheless, I think my final thought, the one thing I want to get across to everyone listening um, is let's just savor today. Let's just savor the feeling. Amen. Let, let's let it keep us grounded, but also get really excited. You know, continue remembering why we love Everton. We love watching Everton. And I think we'll be okay. Darn right. I think that's a good note to end on there, Alex. Very uplifting and inspiring as per usual. Thank you everyone so much for listening. We'll be with you guys midweek for a match preview. Enjoy it, folks. Enjoy it. Savor it. And until next time, up the toffees. Folks. Thanks for tuning in to the American Toffee Podcast. Come join our Discord community at invite.gg ATP and follow us on Twitter and Facebook at USA Toffee Pod.